welcome you. If you're a first-time guest, uh, my name is Pastor Dave, and it's really great to have you out here today. Um, we are all about Jesus in this place. We love Jesus. We want to bring people to Jesus. We want to grow them up in Jesus and then give them back to reproduce. We say this every week because that's the kind of church we are. We're a church planting church, and we believe that God is into amazing things. Who, who's with us in this place? Amen. Amen. So um, we're continuing our spring series today called Spring Cleaning, and we're going to be talking about... Um, well, isn't society going crazy? I have a guilt complex, so I think I always think someone's after me. And after what's happening all over the place, like for example, uh, look what happened in Virginia. Isn't that horrible? When you just saw that a guy walks in right there, a guy walks in. We didn't plan that out, but that noise was perfect for this. Um, a guy walks in. A disgruntled employee walks in. He has a lot of anger inside, and he shoots up the whole place, and 13 people are dead. And this is like almost a norm nowadays in our society. Everybody seems to be angry against one another in our society. Uh, people walk around with anger, and even people may say, no, it's not, no, there's no anger. We're going to talk today about what anger actually is and how it's actually manifested. And people who may think they're not angry may be totally ticked off in many ways. Uh, that's, you know, what's sort of, even in our society, we hear things like ticked off. We hear hot under the collar. You ever hear that? Hot. What do you think that hot? We're going to talk about that in a moment. Hot under the collar. What other names of her being ticked off or, or angry could it be? Set it off. Say what? Set it off. Set it off. <laughs> Livid. There you go. Livid. And many different, many different other phrases out there. Um, and I myself, you know, I, 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 I deal with anger. Um, and, you know, I, I have anger issues. And I think um, many of us, if, if deep inside, um, we may not know we're suffering with anger issues, but it's an emotion that we all have. And we're going to talk about that. So we want to, uh, today we're going to talk about what anger is. We're going to talk about how um, the Lord looks at anger. We're going to go back to the genesis of anger, where it comes from, the underlying uh, things. Like, for example, this dude um, that did this, he didn't just, like, one day wake up and just, oh, I'm going to go shoot up the place. Like, a, like an iceberg, and I have, a, I have a slide up there, like an iceberg, uh, there's things in our lives that just, it's just a tip. So you may see uh, anger is actually a secondary emotion. It's actually a, a sign, a symptom of something much deeper in a heart. That What would cause someone to do that? Deep in our hearts, there may be a hurt involved in our lives. Some of us may have been felt wronged in some way. Uh, some of us may have uh, be walking around with uh, a chip on our shoulders because uh, we were left out of certain things, or we're frustrated with life. Some of us get frustrated. I know people who get frustrated on Route 22, and, and they go into road rage just because, but is it really about the, the traffic on Route 22, or is it about something deeper in someone's soul that's causing that? So we're going to look at that. Let's look at anger. Uh, there's a definition for anger right here. Right up there. So anger basically uh, is an intense emotional state that we have. Uh, it involves uh, 
strong, uncomfortable feelings. You ever feel like when you get angry, you ever feel that heat coming up from inside? You feel that, you almost feel like, it, you do feel a little hot, right? When they use the term hot under the, co uh, the collar. We're going to talk about that in a second. And it's just interesting. So uh, a perceived threat, if you feel, or insecurity. Insecure people tend to be very angry. Why is that? Because you're stepping on their perceived territory and they're going to feel like they're going to be less of a person if you step over here. So they take it personally and they get angry. Sometimes you're walking in the mall. Doo -doo -doo. This happened to me at ShopRite recently. I'm walking in ShopRite. That, I think I shared this. I'm walking in ShopRite. Da -da 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 -da. I'm singing a song. Thank you, Jesus. I'm singing <laughs> praise of the Lord. <laughs> and and, and, and I'm, inadvertently, I, I touched the shoulder of one dude. Boy, he was a big dude, too. And uh, he had on his shirt, security. Like that. And uh, the dude was like three times bigger than me. And he goes, what's your problem? And I said, uh, no, no, nothing. And I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> and he got real angry. Well, I didn't like you came into my lane, dude. Why don't you watch where you're going? And he threw out a few expletives, deletives. And he got in my face, like real close. And I said, uh, did I tell you I'm a pastor? <laughs> and uh, and uh, I tried to de-escalate and defuse it. I said, here, here's my card. And I'm, I couldn't find a card. And I started panicking because I couldn't find a card. And he's like, you're a pastor, huh? Because I, I don't dress like a pastor, whatever they look like, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, people are angry all over the place. We have an angry culture. Look at our political environment. There's anger. If you're a Democrat, the Democrats hate the Republicans. If you're a Republican, the Republicans hate the Democrats. You know, and it's just it's this non-ending cycle. We, we grew up in families that are angry. Uh, my, my Italian family, where I come from, we're just loud. We're not, and people can come into our house and just say, why are you guys so angry? I said, I'm not angry, I'm just Italian. You know? Shut up! <laughs> Forget about it! You know, because we, we, that's how we communicate. Some of us are more passionate in our communication. But that's different than anger. Uh, by the way, that word anger in, in the Hebrew, kara. Can everybody say kara? Kara, kara, kara. It actually means, uh, it actually means to burn. It means to kindle with anger. Isn't that interesting how God, God that's the word. And we're going to get into the genesis of this. But isn't it interesting that, that he... Um, the meaning of that is that because when you do get angry, like we said, you feel the heat coming up. You just, you just, your face gets red. Hey, boy, it's hot in here. I'm going through changes or something. You know, you feel all that and it's going on. And that, that's the, the meaning of the word. But I want to just say that just because you have this emotion, anger, if you look at the scripture, anger is not a sin. Yeah, that's right. Anger is not a sin in itself. Uh, it's what we do with the anger that's a sin. It's how we handle anger. Because, you know, anger is a God-given emotion. And some of you may say, praise the Lord. <laughs> and some of you all are going to say, yeah, and I'm angry only because of you people. Or I'm angry only because you know, it's righteous anger. Yeah, righteous. Uh, it's righteous anger. Look at what's going on in society. I have, I have a right to be angry. 
And some of us uh, look like that. But, you know, I have to tell you, uh, that's true. There is something called righteous anger. But the vast majority of the time, I would say 99.9% of the time, our anger is not righteous. And our anger does not come out good, and it ends up being uh, a, a bad thing. And we're going to talk about that. But notice uh, the Bible says itself in, in Ephesians 4.26, says that, be angry, yet do not sin. So it's possible to be angry and not sin. But uh, we're going to get into little tips on how, how to do that. How do you be angry and not sin? Uh, there's, there's suggestions we're going to make later on. And interestingly, God is angry. Because the Lord, and you always hear this on TV and, and in certain environments, God is love, he's love, he's love. He is love, of course, he's all love. But God is also judgment. God also gets upset when people disobey his word. He gets upset from, it grieves him. It, it, like, it brings him to tears. Yes, God created you in his image. So all the emotions you have right now, God has. Isn't that crazy? So he could actually get upset. He could get ticked. He could get teed off. It says here he's, he's angry every day with the wicked. Who are the wicked? Those who deny Jesus as Lord and Savior, those who disobey his Torah, his word, his holy word. You know, people say, well, God will accept me because he loves me. And if you want to do something against God's word and you say you love God and, and you say that, um, well, God's going to, is all love and he understands. Well, that's not biblical. God says he, um, He's angry when people disobey his word. When people disobey, you know, we want to reinvent morality in our society today. You cannot reinvent what God has said is eternal. Right. Uh, you cannot, you, can just, you just can't do that. God's word is God's word. And so, yes, he gets angry, but his heart, as we see, his anger is different in the sense that his anger is a controlled anger. His anger yearns for us. We're going to see this. His anger is slow slow to be angry and he, his, his whole heart is toward us in love but it is interesting that these scriptures are there so really um, oh did, I didn't say this yet but we have an online message guide right now and if you go to whoop, you go to that it should be a lower case in order if you want to get that uh, go to oasis-church-nj.com slash anger anger uh, and you could follow us on the message guide right here you could take notes um, you could fill out a connection card and all of our stuff's in there we're going to have this each week hopefully if our internet holds up in this place so those are our, our notes are in there and everything else but anger is really then a neutral thing in a sense that it's like a flame I look at this like a candle oh like that so a candle, who likes fires in this place? Who's a pyromaniac? A couple of us are pyromaniacs. We'll talk later, there's issues there. We'll talk. And so fire is interesting because fire brings us warmth. It brings us, uh, for me, it calms me down. I love candles and uh, that's my, uh, my feminine side. I love... <coughs> I love candles and all that stuff. And when I come home, I have a little uh, fireplace. I put it on. I relax. I uh, get my Bible out. Maybe get a glass of uh, wine once in a while. You know, put my feet up a little bit. Chill out. It's very relaxing. It's controlled, right? 
And my connect group Friday night, we had a, a, um, a, a little fire outside. We sat around and we talked for hours and laughed and it's wonderful. That's fire under control. Fire out of control is what anger is. Fire attic, uh, uncontrolled anger, unbiblical anger is where, is where when you get angry, that fire can take over a life. Uh, you're either, um, you either control your anger or your anger will control you. You're be people in Proverbs. I'm not going into Proverbs today, but Proverbs is loaded with people who are foolish, where one word in anger can, can, can destroy someone, Proverbs says. One word can destroy relationships that you built years for. It happened to me, because you know, I have a big mouth. And, 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 and some of you do too. Hey, come on. <laughs> Judging me. Uh, see, I'm getting angry now. No, I'm not. And, and, and so, but that one word can destroy relationships. Anger can, can break up families. People, people could stop talking just because of something that was said. Yet, yet um, for years they were fine, but that one word destroyed it all because it was done in anger. Anger makes us be stupid. It is. Anger is stupid because it makes us be stupid. We'll do, and we'll go, oh, did I do that? How did I, did I really say that? I can't believe I did that. As you look back and you, but by that time it's too late. And so, uh, setting the stage for, for what we're going to talk about, we're going to go back to the, the uh, beginning of, uh, of the first time anger is actually mentioned in the Bible. And it's interesting, it's in Genesis chapter 4. If you have your message guide, you can follow along. In Genesis chapter 4, there's an interesting story here. So there are these two dudes, um, Cain and Abel, they were brothers. Adam and Eve was the parent, were the parents, and they already fell. Uh, they already fell, and they were, uh, there was already sin in the world. And, and so Abel uh, had these flocks. He was like the, a herder, and we see that Cain had uh, fruit of the field. He was a farmer. That's a good thing. He's a farmer. And they came and, and um, it must, there must have been some kind of agreement with the Lord that uh, Abel brought the first fruits, it says, of his, um, of his offering, which was, which was uh, a, uh, some kind of animal. He brought it to the Lord and sacrificed it before the Lord. And it was the first fruits, and, and then it says Cain brought his fruits, like from the field, certain fruits from the field, and, and gave it to the Lord. And so you have a situation here that you can see maybe a work situation almost, like, well, why did he get that promotion and I didn't get that promotion? Why is the boss like him and not me? What did I do wrong? What's going on around here? There's discrimination. So what's going on here, just to set the stage. So what happened is the Lord accepted the sacrifice of, 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 of Abel, but he said, you know, Cain, I don't accept this. And Cain gets ticked off. He gets angry. You see this? It says, uh, Abel uh, brought the offerings, and the Lord looked in favor on that, but on Cain, his offering, uh, he did not look on favor with. And some people say, well, wait, that's not fair. Why is that? Just as a sidebar, the reason that that was accepted, and it wasn't that it was an animal or that God was choosing a fruit over an animal, although some would say that, but that, but that um, Abel gave out of his, out of uh, sacrifice. 
It was his first fruits. God wants our first fruits. He doesn't want your leftover vegetables. You know, he doesn't want, like, you have a whole garden of corn and you give a few stalks. He wants something sacrificial. He wants you to give to him sacrificially. So God was looking into the heart of, of, of Cain, and he saw that. And he says, hey, I, I can't accept that because I need you to give me your heart. And if you're giving me your heart, you're going to give me your all. You're going to sacrifice. You're not going to like be cheesy with your offering. And that's why he was rejected. But in any event, end of sidebar, in any event, he was very angry and downcast. And we see we're going to look at two types of anger. That, that are really detrimental. The first type of anger, and some of us are like this, I want to call it hiding anger and hurling anger. I want to call it suppressed anger and like really giving it to them anger. And in your heart right now, I want you to raise your hand and think about, gee, which kind of anger do I harbor most? Am I like the kind of anger where I just kind of hold it in and maybe nobody can tell that I'm angry, but inside I'm dying. You know, inside I want to like push, put my hand through a wall. Um, inside I, I keep it all to myself. And I don't necessarily express it so that anyone would actually see. Anybody like that? Anybody? A couple people like that? And then there's the other kind of anger that you just let it let off and just haul off and you lose your temper and it happens. Most of us have both of these things. Most of us have both of these things. And um, so the first one uh, I want to talk about is, is the suppressed anger. And notice that the Lord initiates reconciliation. Notice that it's the Lord that's always trying. Here's the Lord. He's angry. Yep, he didn't. He's angry every day. But look, he comes to Cain, and this is the first time you're going to see anger from God. You know, the, the word here expressed by God. He says, "Cain, why are you angry?" Now he knows why he's angry. He's trying to open up a line of communication. He's trying to open up a a a, uh, a heart. He wants to have a heart to heart, like like a father and a son. Son, why why are you angry, son? We can work this out. We can make we can make it happen together. And why why are you so downcast? Why are you so depressed? Uh, angry people tend to be downcast people. They tend to be people who like they're ticked at the world, they're ticked at God, which is going on here, and they're ticked at everything. And everything hurts them. Everything every it's 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 a problem. Being around angry people to me drains you. It will drain you. It will destroy you. If you hang around with a person like that 24-7, either they have to fix it or you have to get away from them. Because those types of people, and, we're, and we can include ourselves sometimes, right? They, they'll just they'll find something wrong with you because they're angry. You're in my house, you know, when someone's angry, uh, instead of like just addressing the problem and actually getting it out, they'll start blaming other people for things. And here you see that God is asking uh, Cain. He says, Cain, what's going on, son? Why, why, why are you doing Look, son, just do the right thing. Open your heart to me. Do the right thing. Uh, and, and do what is right. Because guess what? Sin, you're angry now, but it's not sin yet. Sin's crouching at the door. He, sin wants to get you. The devil wants to get you. And, and sin's crouching at the door waiting for that and desires you, but you must rule over it. You must master it. Notice there that Cain did not answer him. 
There was no mutual communication. It was all one way. God was asking questions, and Cain's going, it's like, you meet people like that? Anything wrong? What's wrong, dear? Nothing. You know, and, and he didn't even get that. You know, are you mad at me? Why do you say that? <laughs> right? And they, but they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to really, t they'll just ignore you. Or on social media, they'll unfriend you. Nowadays, if they're mad at you, you go, wait a minute, why did they unfriend me? What did I do? You may not even know they're angry at you, but they're angry. So they do things, and this is called suppressed anger. This kind of anger is, pr is very insidious, because people who have it will deny it, and, and, and also it's unhealthy. Do you know that this is not me making it up? I read this, and I don't, I don't have the statistic right now to prove it, but I, I'll get it for you. 125 different illnesses are totally connected to being angry. We know the heart, American Heart Association, uh, and I have a heart problem, um, a regular rhythm, uh, associates anger and heart attacks go hand in hand. If you're ticked off and uh, you know, you, your blood pressure rises, uh, your, your cortisol rises, that's a cortisone in your bloodstream. It rises, and all that mixed together can cause things to happen. Your blood thickens. I mean, when you, you see people when they're angry, they're actually red in the face. What do you think is going on there physiologically? Anger uncontrolled is such a horrible thing. It's, it's a devastating thing to have. And, and, and you're only, we're only hurting ourselves when we're angry. And Cain here, he's holding it all in. He's, now you have the Lord of the universe God Almighty, saying, Son, why are you angry? Wouldn't you take the time to say, Well, Jesus, I'm angry because... And you go into it. We need to open up our hearts, guys. We need to mature. We need to understand how to deal with anger. Because if you hold things in, and you like play a game, there's people in our church right now playing games because they're angry at one another. You need to get that out. You need to speak the truth in love. You can't be walking around like that. God doesn't like that. God wants you to communicate. But he's not communicating, is he? He's suppressing, he's suppressing uh, this anger, and he won't even talk to God about it. So this is a suppressed kind of anger. You see this all the time. Um, I, I mediate all the time when I was in court mediating couples and you see this is a big communication is a huge issue and the main issue is they don't know how to deal with anger they don't know how to communicate to one another when they're upset they'll, they'll withdraw they're hide he's hiding this guy right now and, and you see it he's just hiding and he won't talk to God so that's one kind of anger and then notice that um, and the Lord uh, was reaching out God's heart toward us is one of I don't care what you did I don't care I know you're upset with me but I don't even care but I want you I want you he wants you today the second kind of anger is this it's, it's the kind of anger where it, it's explosive anger and we probably all have a combination of two because now God said to him he warned him son sin's looking for you sin's looking for you but here we see probably we don't know how much longer after maybe only a day maybe just a, an hour went by we don't know and um, what we see here in verse 8 Cain says hey brother hey you ever meet people like this bless your heart bless your heart especially down south oh bless your heart <laughs> at least here in Jersey you get what you pay for 
if we don't like you, we're going to tell you. All right? We're not going to hold it in and say, bless your heart. Oh, I hate that person. Don't, did you see what that person did over? <laughs> Suppression. You're just hurting yourself. I'm speaking truth, right? So Cain, so Cain uh, says to Abel, hey, Abel, brother, let's go in the field, man, and hang out. Maybe, you know, catch a few rabbits, you know, chill. You know, we'll have a fun time, bring it back home, have a party with the wives and so forth. He goes out in the field. While they're there, he attacks him. That's the explosive anger. That's the uncontrolled, just the same thing God warned about. And he kills him. Even then, we see the Lord uh, was not done with, with Cain. Even then, he, he, again, he comes back to Cain. And he says, Cain, he says, uh, well, first, before that, I'm going to set this up because I didn't put it in there because all this. He said, um, you know, uh, he said, Cain, um, he knew it. He followed. He says, Cain, where's your, uh, where's your brother, Abel? Now, he's God Almighty. He knows what you're thinking before you're thinking it. Yeah. He knows in your, in your heart what you're thinking right now about me, what you're thinking about your, your family, what you're thinking about the guy next to you that smells or whatever. <laughs> and he knows. And so he asks Abel, he asks Cain, he says, Cain, where's your, where's your brother? And Cain said, in anger, what am I, my brother's keeper? In other words, God, it's none of your business. In other words, he's angry at God. Right? Look at the anger. The anger is just pouring out of his heart and causing all this, this stuff, causing dissension. And this is the, the reason for wars in, in our society. Why are there wars? Because of these types of things. People are hurt, frustrated. They, they resent, oh, how dare you step on my land or my territory or this or that. And here... He says, to, he says to, to God himself, basically, mind your own business, God. Get out of my life, God. But the heart of God followed him. And notice, it's interesting that um, capital punishment is definitely taught in Scripture. Later on, it says, whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed. Um, you can't get, I, I mean, sorry, you can't get around it. The, the scripture um, affirms capital punishment, but it, it affirms it in a just way, not in ways that we see inequality, but it does affirm it. There's no way around it. But notice in this situation, God could have killed him, but he didn't. Instead, um, he says, man, what have you done? Your blood, uh, Abel's blood cries out from the ground. And, and now, because of that, you're under a curse. I'm not going to kill you, but you're under a curse. Where, you know, you're a farmer. Well, now your farming is going to be very hard for you. Uh, you. You made a living that way. Now it's going to be like almost you plant something. You ever plant something? I, I tried to grow corn a few years ago. And, I, and I, I look at my neighbor's yards and all these other. They're like way high and stuff. I go to my place. It's like, what? It's like hardly anything happening. <laughs> what did I do, God? You know? <laughs> it's basically like this. You know, uh, what do you say? You're, you're not going to be blessed. And you're going to be driven from the ground. In other words, God gave him chances, and now he's driving. He chose it. Cain chose it, but now he's being driven from God's presence. And we see, God says, you know what? You're going to be a restless wanderer. 
This is the effect, the results of anger. The results of anger, uncontrolled, never dealt with, results in someone who is isolated, alienated from God and others, and just not having a good time of it. They just everywhere they go, there's going to be you're cursed. Everywhere you go, you're not going to be blessed. Everywhere you go, you're going to be a restless wanderer. And we see this happening in society. We see this sometimes in our own lives. Uh, there's no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. An angry person is a wicked person. An, a, an unbiblically ang angry person is, a, is a, a person who doesn't deal with it. In fact, Jesus, this is really serious. In fact, Jesus, in, on the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5, he actually equates anger with murder. He says, if you stay angry with your brother, don't be coming to me Pray, Oh, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I hate my brother. <laughs> Do you think God's going to answer a prayer? No. Jesus, and this was powerful to me. When I first became a Christian, it's like, you know, I, I read the Sermon on the Mount, and I liked that one. You know, well, that makes sense. If you're angry with someone and you stay angry because of your pride, you can't admit your own wrong. You can't apologize for your own thing because you're too good. God says, you're, you're doing the same as murder. You might as well murder that guy. Read it. The one thing I didn't have to deal with as a young man was, even if you look on a girl with lust in your heart, you're committing adultery. And I said, what? Are you kidding me? Is this crazy? Lord, you don't mean that, do you? He goes, yeah, he means that. He, he didn't go do away with the law. He uplifted the law and defined what, how we're supposed to live. And so here, though, the bottom line is a person in this state uh, are restless. Some of us are restless right now because we haven't dealt with our anger. We haven't dealt with the issues, whether it's a relationship, whether it's just frustration. You can be angry with yourself. Inward anger results in not only in physical problems, but depression, anxiety. I'm convinced my anxiety disorder growing up I grew up a very angry guy. I was angry. I hated black people, white people. I mean, I wasn't even a race. I hated all people. If you were <laughs> Jews, if you were green, if you were if you were green, I'd hate you. You know, I was I was a I didn't have any love in my heart. But guess what? I actually wanted love in my heart, I, and that's the thing that frustrated me most. I wanted love. Most of the folks that are running around like that disgruntled guy in Virginia, I guarantee you, deep in his heart. He didn't, he didn't set out in life to do that. There was something inside that, that, that made him turn away. But if he only knew how much Jesus loved him, if he only knew that God can change the heart, that it's never too late to turn, that there's this power inside of us called the power of the Holy Spirit that can give us self-control, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Give us control, and, and instead of the things that, instead of being angry, that God can turn that into love. I never forget the, fir the first time I experienced that as a Christian. You know, I said, you know, I don't want to argue with my mom. I don't want to argue. I don't want to have this hatred in my heart. I want to love. And, and Jesus, he, he poured. And that's what happens when you become a believer in Jesus, you know. He, um, he, a great exchange happens. You could give him all your junk. We need to be honest first. We need to talk with it, how to deal with it. We could give him, but he wants us to exchange all of our sin, no matter what it is. 
and, and not worry. Look, he came to Abel, uh, to, to Cain, and said, son, what's wrong? Why are you angry? He wants, to, he wants to open up heart-to-heart -heart communication. Hello, Dave, are you there? Dave? He's knocking on the door, it says in Revelation, knocking. And he says, just open the door. I'll come in and have dinner with you. <laughs> I'll come in and, and we'll talk this over. Let's reason together. But no. Man's sin and pride keeps us away. And, and, that's, and, that, and that's how it works. But Jesus, a great exchange occurred. The day that I received Jesus, I gave him all my stuff. And by his spirit, he pours in all of his love and the sense. I remember the first time I got up off the ground after praying that prayer in front of a TV. I sensed for the first time that God loved me, that he forgave me. And I didn't have to be angry at my own self anymore. Why did I do that? I didn't have to, I didn't have to take that guilt anymore. And, I, and, and, then, and then I remember the fun of going up to people who, uh, who I was nasty with. And saying, I got, and, and one person started running away from me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Scrooge. You ever see Scrooge? Scrooge had this experience that he, and he, was, he runs after his servant, and she thinks he's going to like kill her or something. He goes, No, no, wait, 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 wait. Merry Christmas. And, and, and you just about to give her a gift. And I remember going up to people uh, saying, Hey, I got to tell you something. And, and I said, What? I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was angry at you. I took things out on you I shouldn't have done. I, I, but it was my own sin, you see? And it was so releasing, guys. You see how releasing this is? When you admit what you're, what's in your heart and give it to God and then just let His love pour through you, it's a life changer. Man, I mean... <laughs> And, it's, and, and, and when they hear it, they'll be looking at you like, what? But, but then they'll be affected. It's, it's, it's like anger uh, affects people all over, and, and love is stronger than anger. Love conquers all, and love can, can change people to, to see. And so how do we deal with this anger? First thing is to confess. Practical advice. That means... Um, you don't just admit your anger, but you look at the cause, like, like that iceberg. Look at the cause. Well, why am I angry? You ever feel like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little screwed up, but you ever feel, and so are you. But you ever feel like when you're angry and you don't know why? Some of us might say, well, that's just that time of the month. Well, well how about guys? Guys get like that too. We don't have time of month. We don't have time of month. It's the time of the year. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, sometimes we go around being angry. We don't know why we're angry. And then, and then people want to just give you a pill. Don't be angry. Here, take a pill. <laughs> Shut up and get over there. But what we need to really do is get inside, get before God and, and say, I'm angry, God. And he's asking us, son, daughter, why are you angry today? So we need to confess and be real with God. And, and he knows all your junk anyway. And, and go right to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm angry. I would, I would recommend taking out a 3 by 5 card. And, and, and expressing to yourself, to God and also to the person that you're angry with right now. Because I know some of us are angry. Most of us get angry. We're ticked off. Peed off with, with someone right now. It could be your husband. It could be something. Your boss. I'm angry because. 
because you made me feel bad. That's really the insecurity. Because you made me feel this big. Because you made me... And by the way, they don't make you. You make yourself. But you're expressing where it's coming from. I feel hurt. I, I'm angry because I'm hurt with what you told me. Because it, it, it hurt my feelings. You see? The, under, the, underlying, the underlying reasons for anger. I feel like my position is compromised and my value is I'm devalued when I didn't even get an interview for that, for that job. But this other person who just walked in here, I served for 30 years straight and I didn't even get an interview. And you're express that's good, right? Get it down there and then confess to God, because ultimately all anger is God word. You know, when people you think you I'm just angry, no, you're angry at God. Because God says, uh, you know, don't be angry at your fellow man. Deal with it. Confess it. That's the first thing. Uh, and, and this is where Christians have a problem. Because Christians fake so much. I mean, I, believe me, I've been around the block a few times. Churches are the fakest places on earth. Believe me. I mean, and, and we can include pastors in that too. Um, but the world's fake too. The world is fake too. But in churches, you're supposed to be proper. You're not supposed to get it. Bless your heart. <laughs> you're not supposed to get angry. So you act a certain way and it's killing you inside because you just want to hole off and let them know exactly what you think. One of my fantasies is when I leave, when I leave the pastor, I can tell you all exactly what I think about everybody. <laughs> I'm only half joking. <laughs> He's right, I'm not joking. <laughs> When I worked for the courts, I felt the same way. Like, thank God, I don't have to, I could say anything I want, because, you know, Christian, you're not allowed to talk about Jesus in and, and the court. You have to hold things in, and, and I, like, I didn't hold it in. God protected me. But there's so many things I wanted to say that I couldn't. But God wants you to be free, right? Anyway, let's be real and confess. Second thing is this, take it easy. Like the Eagles song, right? You know that Eagles song? Running down the road trying to... World of troubles on my mind. Forget the women involved. But the idea here is, God has given us a prescription here. Uh, take it slow. He's saying this. He's saying, look, you're angry. It's okay. Remember, be angry, yet do not sin. But examine, first confess your own fault in this. See where it's coming from. Analyze it. Take, take down those three by five cards. And then he says this. Every person, this is James, in relationship. Because really, this is about relationship. It's really about, about anger. The, the whole context. He said, listen. First thing, you shut your mouth. He said, be slow. What? Quick to hear. When you're angry, you're not listening to anybody. I know this from mediation. When you're angry, you just want to get you want to get your stuff out and just let people know exactly what you think about them. You're not even thinking about what they're saying. You're, you're waiting to get back. You're already thinking about your answer before you let them hear your heart. Instead, we need to be quick to hear. Listen to where they're Maybe they have something to say. Maybe there's something legit in what they're trying to say, but because you're angry, you have no, now you have no hope because you're not listening. He says, be quick to hear, slow to speak. In, in Proverbs, there's like a dozen, I'll get them to you, a dozen things about people who say stupid stuff and end up losing their lives. How many of us said, not us here, but you, you read it all the time. You read it all the time. People uh, get into, uh, uh, you know, 
road rage and they get it escalates and they say something and that person just happens to have a, a magnum and they have nothing poof you're gone because they said something to the wrong person uh, slow to speak means we should our words should be peppered in love we should speak the truth in love speak it but speak the truth in love but make sure it's slow. Make sure you've analyzed everything. Make sure you understand where the person's coming from. Make sure that it's not just a, a knee-jerk reaction for your anger. Because when you do that, you're just escalating. Practical. And then slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger. He's slow to... Imagine if we, if we treated everyone like the Lord treats us. How wonderful the world would be. You know, we're, we're acting like the devil when we like ha, we, we just go off on it. We go off on like rage. The scriptures in Proverbs says, "Avoid those fool. They're fools. People who who like go off the handle are are fools, and you should avoid them at all costs. Avoid them at all costs because they're going to bring you down. An angry person will bring you down. An angry person will get you into a gang, uh, and 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 get you involved with them and get you on their level. And God says, "No, you're better than that." Get better than that. Come to this level. Very practical stuff. Slow to anger. And then, and then finally, um, here uh, he says, uh, this is that same scripture, but he says this, put, put a lid on it. What I mean by that is, how long are you going to be angry at someone? How long are you going to be angry with your brother and sister? Okay, you, have, you got it out. You went through these steps. Are you going to hold that anger in, in your heart the whole time and go to your grave with anger and, and, and get a heart attack or, or break a relationship because of your stupid pride and, and anger? No. He says, be angry yet you not sin. And look, at, look at this next scripture. He says, don't let the sun go down in your anger. That's a, good, that's a good rule right there. You should get it over in 24 hours. If you go to bed and wake up, then the devil comes in there. He could, you know, the enemy attacks you with your emotions. Anger is an emotion. The enemy cannot attack us on fact. He cannot attack us on the fact that Jesus died for our sins and rose again, but he can attack us in insidious ways. And he said, did you see what Josh Martinez did to you, David? Did you see that smirk he gave you? Did you see how he was acting toward you? And then you go to bed like that and you wake up, you might have a dream about murdering Josh Martinez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the ticket. But that's how it works. You let it fester. And these things happen. And we're laughing, but it's true. And it says, give no opportunity to the devil. That's what it's saying. Because when you do that, you give an opportunity to the devil. So... You know, last thing is this. Uh, forgive it. Forgive it. This is the scripture. We talked about bitterness a few days ago. Bitterness and anger, go they're like brothers and sisters. Two sides of the same coin. The Lord says in Ephesians, uh, guys, let go. Just let it go. Let it go. You don't need to fret. Psalm, Psalms say, uh, 37 says, don't fret. I mean, don't be angry. Let it go. It only leads to harm. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt other people. Let it go. If that, poor, if that man in Virginia had just done these things, we wouldn't be talking about that today, would we? 
And isn't it amazing? I, I, I didn't know that was going to... This is our series. This is what we were talking about. It was ready-made there, right there. Boom, right there. Because our society is so sick without Jesus Christ. We're all sick without Jesus Christ. You're, you know, uncontrolled anger is actually insanity. You realize that, right? People are in jail. And I used to go to the jails all the time visiting people because that was my job. And they're just in tears. They're saying, why did I have to pull that trigger? Why did I take that knife out? Why? Why did I do that? It's, it's, it's insanity. Uncontrolled anger. Insanity. So the Lord can heal that. And he says, let all bitterness go and wrath. These are just different things really dealing with anger. And anger and clamor and slander and malice. All those things that build up, that's that internal anger going on. He says, hey guys, but look, instead, let's replace it. Let's replace it. Let's exchange it for kindness, for, for tenderheartedness, even though they might be a jerk. And forgive one another, just as Jesus forgave you. If you can't forgive a person, uh, even if they did you wrong, then you have no part of Christ. You should examine whether you're even a Christian. This is tough, right? But it's true. Jesus says that if you can't forgive, your Heavenly Father will not forgive you. And forgiveness is not just saying, I forgive you. You know, it's like, it's like you deal, you work through it. Now, you don't have to be, if there's an issue, and the relationship has to, the relationship has to be dissolved because of safety reasons, that's a totally different reason. And, but you still deal with that in love. You still have lines of communication. You have to deal with this or it's going to deal with you. And it's all about Jesus forgiving as he forgave us. I'm going to call the band up. But those steps, so those basic steps are, are really important. Uh, how amazingly relevant is God's word? How amazingly uh, awesome is God's word that even things like relational issues like this, this thing with Cain and Abel is so relevant for today, is it not? It's crazy amazing. So in your heart right now, I want you to, to think about your managing anger. Think about where it is that you need to deal with these things. What, what are you suppressing now that you, that's it, causing you harm? And go through these steps. If you're not a believer today in Jesus, Jesus is amazing. He's uh, God, God Almighty. God the Father sent God the Son to earth to die for us and our sins. He gave us, uh, he, came, he came for one reason, to seek and save that which is lost. There's nothing more lost than a restless wanderer that deals with anger and alienation. He wants to bring you back home into his family. There's only one way to come back home. It's not by good works. It's not by any particular church you attend. It's only by getting down on your knees and saying, Jesus, take me, <laughs> forgive me, wash me, clean me, take this pain in my heart and all these hurts that's causing my anger. Lord, I confess these to you. Wash me, Lord. Make me new again. And I guarantee you, in his word, he says, those who come to him, he will never, ever drive away. So if you are someone today that doesn't know Jesus, you're not sure you're a believer, talk to me or talk to Pastor Vince today. And uh, we'll, we'll go in the other side room and we'll talk this out. We'll have a talk saying, daughter, son, let's talk about this because we love you.
Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for who you are. I thank you, Father, that you love us. And I thank you for your word that speaks, even from the beginning of time, speaks a relevant word to us. We desperately need you. We desperately need your forgiveness. We desperately need your Holy Spirit. Please fill us, Lord, with your spirit. And I pray for each person in this room, Lord, that you would speak to them and deal with them and convict them where they need to be convicted. And encourage us, Lord, that because your heart is all about love and encouragement and relationship. We give it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen.